Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Do you want to know the secret of why people buy books in a bookstore? It's the back cover. That's right. It's not the front cover that shows your smiling face in the title of the book. It's the back cover. The back cover sells your book. There's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And on today's episode, you're going to find out the right way to do it. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle. I'm a book strategist and I can help you write your book. I've written more than a dozen books and I can help you as a ghostwriter, book coach, or developmental editor. And if I can't help you, I can refer you to one of my trusted colleagues who can. Now let's get started. My special guest today is Janice Harper. She's a book coach like me, and she helps her clients specifically with the back cover copy. Janice, tell us, why is the back cover so important? Well, as you said, Dan, it's, it makes or breaks the sale. When we look at whether we're going to buy a book, the first thing we do is turn it over. At least back in the days when we had bookstores, we could walk into But even on Amazon, what do we do? We look at that back cover blurb. And why do we do that? Because we want to know, is this a book for me? And I came to back cover, you know, my interest in writing back cover blurbs started with the first book I ever wrote with a traditional publisher. And they just told me, write the back cover blurb. Nobody told me how. And I did exactly what most of my clients do, which is write this long 500 word ramble. And they said, great, slapped it on the back cover and the book kind of settled there. And fortunately, there was another printing and I was able to clean that up. And I learned in that experience the importance of writing a tight, concise copy that will sell the book. And there are some real um, strategic reasons I like my clients to um, start with the back cover blurb. And one is it helps them to focus. What is this book about? So it will get you focusing. It also gets you focused on the reader because when you write that back cover blurb, you're going to be speaking directly to the reader and their problem. And as you do that, you begin to shift your focus in terms of understanding that the book isn't about all it is you have to say. It's about how you're helping your reader. And so in, in, specifically about a nonfiction book. Let's take a self-help book, for example. The first thing I ask my clients to do is to get a bunch of successful books in their genre, flip them over and read that back cover blurb and see what is the writer doing? What are they doing with that first sentence? And that first sentence is the hook. So if you're writing a self-help book, nonfiction book in, in Uh, the self-help genre, start with a reader's problem. Write out in one single sentence. It might be a question. It might be a statement. But what is the reader's problem? And then you follow that with what has the reader done to resolve their problem that hasn't worked? What has gotten in their way? 
And then the third sentence, you might have a couple sentences there, but then you, then you move into, okay, what is this book going to tell them that they don't already know? How are you going to help them overcome their obstacles? And then you wrap it up by giving them an image of how their life will change once they've overcome that obstacle. That's a fantastic template. I'm wondering if you can give us an example of what a headline and a question would be. Well, let's say, um, uh, are you overwhelmed with all you have to do? uh, Are you overwhelmed with all you have to get done in a single day? You've tried everything. You've made lists. You've made resolutions. You've done this, blah, blah, blah. Well, what if there were a trick that you could employ that would increase your productivity by 30% with very little effort? In blah, 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 book title, I show you how in a series of easy to learn, easy to manage steps, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all very concise. Sometimes you'd use bullets, bullets work but you're being very concise. You're identifying their problem. You're identifying all the things they've tried so they know this isn't going to be another run-of-the-mill thing that's not going to work. You're, not, you're going to tell me something new, something I haven't heard. Fantastic. That was a wonderful example. And I was actually going to ask you about bullet lists and other things to make it more readable. So thanks, thanks for that tip. I'm wondering how many words should be on the Good back question. I like, I like my clients to start with, to, to write a 250 word blurb and then later cut it down to 120. And the reason doing both of these, they, they end up being useful marketing tools. The 250 word blurb can go into a book proposal. It um, it may fit on your website really well and look good. But on the back of a book, you usually want it much shorter. So 120 words. And another reason it's really useful to do this exercise and get it cut down is when people ask you about your book, rather than start your ramble <laughs> and watch their eyes gloss over, you can tell them real quickly, right away, what your book is about and catch their interest. Fantastic advice. I love that. Um, And also to underscore something you said earlier, in case people missed it, this is the exact same copy that you can use on your Amazon book page. So it tells people who are looking on Amazon exactly what you just said, who the book is for, how it's going to help them, how they're going to be transformed, and how it's different from every other book on the market. I love that. A couple of other quick questions for you. Uh, What do you think about putting testimonials? on the back cover? I think absolutely. If you can get testimonials, you want them. And ideally, you get testimonials from other successful authors or experts in the field. But always keep in mind, it's more important to have a strong testimonial from nobody than a weak testimonial from somebody. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Well said. Okay. Um, And the other obvious question what about putting the author's picture and their bio on the back cover? Is that important? I think it's very important. 
I uh, get a professional headshot. Don't take a selfie. Uh, get you know, get a professional headshot, and then have a very short bio, just something that establishes your expertise. It might be an author of previous ones. You don't want to turn it into a resume you know, with listing everything you've ever done. But if you've won awards, if you've um, uh, if you're a noted speaker, if you've given a TEDx talk or even a TED talk, anything that is an achievement or establishes your expertise in that area. Perfect. What are some of the mistakes that you've seen other people make? Well, the first one is write way too much, as I did with my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is trying to replicate the book in the blurb you know you want to you and this is very common where you begin to go on and on and on about what the issue is and you want to make it really um you you want to leave them wondering if you feel if you've given them too much detail it's like if you were writing a um a blurb for a fiction book for example or even a narrative nonfiction or a memoir you're going like in a fiction or memoir, you're going to introduce the characters and the setting and the problem they face. But then you're going and the problem, you know, what are the stakes? And you're going to leave it there so that they, oh, I want to find out what happens. I want to find out how they overcome this problem. Well, similarly, you don't want to give them all your answers. You want to uh, tempt them, tease them with with what's in there. And another major mistake, I've seen this on Amazon, independently published books over and over and over. They aren't edited. (laughs) (laughs) If it's badly written, if the back cover blurb is badly written, you know, it's going to be a badly written book. So you absolutely want to have, have it edited and be sure that the writing is clear. There are no um, grammatical errors. There are no unnecessary words. It's not littered with adverbs. You want strong writing in that blurb. Fantastic. Those are tremendous ideas. Thank you so much. Do you have any final words or ideas for us on how to create, create a great blurb, great back of cover <laughs> copy? Well, I think be willing to revise it multiple times. People think that writing the blurb is going to be real easy. Oh, just 120 words. Oh, I can do that before I fix dinner. And then they find, no, plan on revising it over and over and over and get some beta readers. Have have professionals in the field look it over. Have people like your reader look it over. Would you buy this book based on this? Um, And then just plan on revising it 10, 20 times. Fantastic. Janice's information is in the show notes below this video. And next, you should watch our video on how to get testimonials. Watch that video and we'll see you there. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.